Welcome to episode two of the podcast known as What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick. I have with me young Mr. Sean Quigley. Uh, welcome, sir. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> it's always that kind of awkward part of the podcast when you hear people talk where they have to pretend like they've just like they've just walked in they've just started like oh nice to meet nice you nice to see you how do you yes. do how's the weather treating oh, you sir yeah so um yeah so yeah, here so we go it started we got over the hard part we got over the hard part correct so episode two of our show if you listen to the first inaugural episode you know um the point of what's going on here is what we do is we watch shows that might be obscure and aren't hmm. completely popular in the entertainment world, mostly on Netflix. Yeah, we try to catch. Well, we deem that based on have we heard of them? Have because we heard of? Of course, we're the barometers of all taste and decency, <laughs> as well we should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, according to our worldview, if it's been known or unknown, and we watch it, we try to watch about twenty minutes of it and yeah. try to guess the um, the whole gist of the show. Yeah. In this 20 minutes. We're very fair. We give it a lot of time. So, <laughs> um, t- last week's episode, we famously did Club de Cuervos, mm. which was a Spanish original Netflix TV show, Spanish language. Yeah. And we watched that without subtitles. Yep. And the other part of our show, uh, which we do, so we review a show that we haven't heard much of or seen. And the other part is what we do is we review local eateries, mm-hmm. their food, and when possible, local drink places, aka breweries. And if not, you know, who knows, it might be something else, but we try to review both and uh, give you guys an idea of what we're watching and what we're eating and how good one and the other is. Indeed. Yes. I, I'm very aware I have to come up with, I, 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 after having listened to the first episode, one thing I noticed mm-hmm. is, uh, I suggest everyone record a podcast because people probably don't know the sort of vocal tips or habits they have in speaking. Right. It's very strange to listen to myself back for every now because I didn't realize how much I clarify by just saying, yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep, for an hour. For an hour. So there is a lot of me just saying, yep, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, re- I just bring out the thesaurus and... Um, and try to get a little more verbose. Or just disagree more, I guess. <laughs> Something. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> Let's make this show lively, will you? Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> to start, our show that we're reviewing that neither of us have seen, you said you heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, uh, the show's called Garfunkel and Oates. We, I've heard of it. I, I, I've watched uh, uh, two or three shows from IFC, which this is from the IFC Network. Yes. I'm a big fan. I, I'm a huge fan of Comedy Bang Bang. I'm uh, a yep. big fan of uh, Marin. Mark Marin's on there. Um, yep. Portlandia is IFC as well. Big fan of that. So I'm, I guess I'm biased going into this. I like irreverent comedy. Yes. Um, so I had heard of it, although I'd not seen an episode and I was not familiar with the, the shtick. I hadn't seen them actually perform. Yes. Before. Uh, I haven't heard of the show, but like you said, like it says IFC. I'm usually drawn to it because it is... Uh, their programming is usually really good, and like you said, irreverent. Um, I did re- the two stars of the show are Ricky Lindham and Kate Micucci, which I've actually seen both of their stand-ups, and they're both very funny, talented comedians. Yes. Um, so 
We'll tell you a little bit more about that, but before we tell you more about that, we're going to tell you what we're reviewing tonight, food and drink-wise. Yeah. So, we have the Grand Indian Restaurant, which is located on 22 Columbia Avenue in Bergenfield, New Jersey, and we're reviewing a Vindication IPA from the Elementary Brewing Company that's located in Hackensack. And that's a 6.4% alcohol by volume with a 77 IBU. Yes. Counts, yes. So Which we all know now IBU. What we that know, means. exactly. If you followed last episode, you know what that means. So yeah. catch up on it if you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, shall we do the, get the food out the way first or the show? Uh, let's get the, yeah, let's get the food out of the way, I guess. Okay. All yeah. right. You had? Uh, I had a chicken... Chicken... Kurma. Yes. In England, it would be called chicken korma with an O, C O R M A. In Bergenfield, New Jersey, it's a chicken kurma, <laughs> kurma, which is a U so an O. Um, we, you know, which is interesting. Uh, I had that. I yes. I had um, the garlic naan. We had garlic naan bread. We had the assorted appetizers, which yes. had various like. Fried spinach, cauliflower, samosas. Yeah. Some pakoras. Pakoras, yes. Um, and I had the chicken biryani. Mm. And the nice thing about the place is they will actually tailor the spiciness to what you want. Yeah. You said I, mild. Yeah, yours. I said mild. I asked for medium, and it was really appropriately medium. Mm. Enough heat that like you feel it as you're eating it. Didn't quite get me to sweating stage, which is nice because that's kind of... <laughs> Once it starts getting sweating, that, that that starts being a little unpleasant, I think. Yeah. In terms of spice. But yeah. but it was delicious. It was not, very nice. Yes. A, a tons of food. Not very expensive, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, that was a ton of garlic naan that we got. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Because like, that was like two portions, and, and yeah. that, each portion is like two ninety five. Yeah. So it's really... I, I mean, I... Very cheap. In England, you pay... Indian food in England is, is like the food. It's the go-to. It's our version of Chinese food. Um, and very much in the same way that Chinese food is an American invention, yeah. as you know it, yes. it, is the same for Indian food in England. It really is an English invention. Um, and uh, again, I am biased, but it's most, most people will tell you, even Indian people that, maybe not people from India, but at least um, pe- people that have, that have tried it, the English food, Indian food in, in England is really some of the best in the world. Just just the sheer the history and the length of time they've had to come up with the dishes. Sure. Um, and at a time when Indian food first came to England, people weren't that interested in trying exotic foods. So they really had to experiment and work on it to get it to the taste of right, English the taste buds. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. we're all very cosmopolitan here. Yeah. We'll try it yeah. as it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so it is very, very good. So I've, I've got a high standard, but it is expensive. It's the one thing I would say that it's, it's great. But you, you for good Indian for you, it's, it's generally quite expensive to get an Indian in England. Everyone loves it, but it's right. expensive. So you're right; it is cheap. I was I was surprised by how cheap it is for yeah. what you for what you get. Yeah, it's very very because it was it was forty bucks for all that food. I think. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, b- big portions too. Yeah, the portions weren't cheap. Or uh, like I said, I had the chicken biryani, which was uh, medium spice. It was. A nice, full, spicy flavor. You could feel the heat the whole time you're eating. But like I said, not to the point where you start sweating. And I'm not, by any means, one of these guys that can eat a scotch bonnet pepper and just kind of laugh yeah. it off. You know, I, I'm not totally into the, let, let's kill everything in my, you know, all my mouth flora with this spicy thing. No. 
nice. that's not me. So I that was really nice. The the chicken was tender. It was flavorful. The naan, the garlic naan was absolutely delicious. Mm. The, like you said, the pakoras and and the appet- assorted appetizers were great. The little dipping sauces were. Yeah. Well, like we said, something they're deep fried. Yeah. Anything deep fried is good. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you can you go wrong with deep fried? I, yeah. I how many deep fried things are really in like you know the streets of rural India? I don't know if there's that many no. deep fried dishes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. no. But that was delicious. And then we have the Vindication IPA from our friends at the elementary. And if you have not been to this brewery. It's really a tap room, so don't go there expecting food. However, they have menus from all the, all the other local places in Hackensack, and you can order food or bring your own food or whatever, and they usually have eight different uh, beers on tap. Um, sometimes they'll have specials in bottles and, and, and cans, which are delicious. And right now we have the Vindication IPA, which is an, an unusual IPA because it's a dark IPA. Mm. And like you said, your surprise was you thought at first yeah. it was like a porter. Yeah. It, it looked like when it, it first came out of uh, the bottle, it looked like bottled Guinness. Specifically bottled Guinness. Yeah, yes. Not, not from a tap. Um, yep. That way that a Guinness looks when it comes from a bottle, it looked just like that. The way it had the sort of frothy bubbles on top, but dissipated into yep. just, you know, the dark... Um, the dark color and that's really what it looked like so when you told me it's an IPA I was very surprised yeah I love my IPA I'm a big IPA fan but yeah not looking like this it's and, very odd. and it's 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 um it's a lovely chocolatey color it's a rich deep chocolatey color and there are some like chocolate overtones in the flavor yeah and it's it's, it's just a smooth beer it's really nice it's nice I, I mean with the elementary and and <laughs> I might be biased because I know the guys and, and their friends but I have yet to try a bad beer there. Yeah, it's it's. I, and what's more, what's more is every beer I've tried is uh, different. Yes, it is different. Yeah, and that's brave in a brewer in a small brewery like that. Yeah, it's very easy to just you know if you know people. For example, IPA is very popular right now. So you, you just get as many breweries that can just do like every other beer just kind of tasting the same, just like an IPA. You know. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they have a brewery that's a small brewery, but every time I go, there's always something new and it's different. And it's different, yeah. And it's good. It's you know. Yes. But it's always different. They're they're not afraid to push the boat out and try something new. Yes, absolutely. Different. They had a they had a Dortmunder that they released in the summer, mm. and that is just. That is what every lager should taste like. It was just I couldn't I couldn't drink enough of it. I was like getting three growlers of this stupid thing. But anyway, yeah. but equally nice and impressive, like you said. Like the variety is really great. Uh, the staff at the place is really great and very friendly. Very friendly and just the difference for fresh beer. Yeah, it, there is like just a big difference. It's mm. because it's not as carbonated as the you know mass produced stuff or whatever, and it's. Somehow it's easier to drink, and I don't know if it's just yeah. psychosomatic on my part because I'm comfortable there or whatever. But it's I, I think they're. It lovely. is easy to drink. You're right. The combinations. That's right. It's a good point of that because you can yeah have like a six pack of whatever Coors Light or Miller or Bud or whatever. And, you know that. Nevertheless, the fact that it's it's crap. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's yes. so common. There's so much combination now. After two beers, it's it's mostly like oh yeah, oh, you're you're just burping. The whole oh, time. it's just like yeah. Feels you are, yeah. It's you know, so um, yeah. Recommend it's very, it's 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 very good. It's definitely worth a try. And I think a lot of people, even though it is popular now, microbreweries and whatever. I think there are a lot of people out there that probably still haven't given the chance to that kind of yeah, you know, that kind of brewery. No, there's enough people around, especially around here that 
I'm sure stick to the you know Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, because people still right, they still go to the liquor store or whatever, the supermarket, wherever they go to buy it. But um, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't tried it, go. And a lot of times they'll have a food truck outside too, with mm. some just magnificent food. I mean, they had a few weeks ago a gourmet, uh, 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 what you call it, grilled cheese sandwich truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, there's always a barbecue guy or whatever, so. Yeah, last time I was there, I saw the barbecue truck. Yeah. So, anyway, beer, fantastic. We're drinking it nicely. We're on, like, glass number two. And like I said, Indian food, fantastic. So now that that's out the way, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show, shall we? Yeah. Not that we're calling Ricky and Kate meat or potatoes, but anyway. No. So, so the the premise of the show is, and like I said, we watched twenty minutes, which happens to be the length of this particular show. Yeah. So we, we kind of saw the whole to, episode. To be fair, I think we get you know they took the biscuit on this because I think the episode was twenty one minutes long. It's true. So yes. really, we we owed it to the integrity of this <laughs> this uh, of this show. Yes. That we really shouldn't have. We should have left them. We should have left them lying, waiting more with that one minute left. We yeah, we should have. Been Cut out of there. Yes, like, that's should, it. That's it. 20 minutes. We're here for what we're here for. Who the fuck do you guys think you are? <laughs> 21 minutes. 21 minutes, my ass. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so the story obviously uh, focuses on uh, Ricky and Kate, and they play themselves. Yeah, very popular now. That's a, such a popular thing. But it has been forever. I mean, it started, you know, with Seinfeld and where they'll basically play themselves. Because. Yeah. But, it, but it's kind of but now it's kind of like postmodern because with the uh, Seinfeld, yeah. it, that was at the time where it was kind of the first kind of things doing it, you know, right. um, uh, it, where it wasn't a popular thing yet, and no one really knew who Jerry Seinfeld was before the show. Right. But the idea now that it's very popular to have people that are already entities famous for doing a certain thing and then making a show that is about them and the thing they're famous for doing. Yeah. But it's so an alternate a reality yeah. to what's actually going on. It's very, oh, it's very meta. It's very meta, yeah. But <laughs> it's very popular, you know, with the, I mean, I really think it kicked off with, um, like I said, Seinfeld, of course, Seinfeld, and, but it was a very different type of show. Seinfeld was very much a sitcom. Yes, but I think true. Louis C.K. has really kicked off this new, What's popular now with his show Louis? Yes, that's yes, the, yes. Of, of the very kind of realistic, yes. playing themselves, everyday situations, yes, not so yes, much yes. crazy premises, every story. Right, know, right, um, right, right. Not as in not high concept. I mean, you know, very. So they kind of kicked that off, but yeah, so it's a popular thing. You see a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but but it was uh, and I, to be fair, I don't know the people. I've I've seen them pop up on various. Shows of various things. Well, you're seen. talking about the stars, Ricky the and stars, Kate. Yeah, but I wasn't aware of them, so I wouldn't have. If you hadn't told me their names, uh-huh. I wouldn't have been aware they were playing themselves. Oh, no, because right. I didn't know them. Right, right. And like I said, I've seen both of them do stand-up separately. Yeah. Like the, the premise of the show is that they're a, a team, a stand-up team, and they do the musical stand-up basically, where one's got like a, 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 a ukulele and yeah. the other one's got like. Not quite a guitar, but a smaller guitar, I guess. It's not I quite a ukulele. A I'm not sure. It looked like an acoustic. Maybe it's like a half-size acoustic. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Because it was like, I think it was four strings also. You're right. Oh, you're right. Perhaps it was like an acoustic bass of some kind. No, 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 no. no. It was like 
It was like a ukulele on steroids, basically, because it wasn't a full-size guitar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if that is that a ukulele? Or, I have no idea. Or a ukitar? Maybe we should patent that name. Or Maybe. Yeah, I, got, I, <laughs> I like ukitar. Next episode, sponsored by ukitar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. That would be good. Uh, but anyway, so, I guess... I mean, it was pretty self-explanatory. They're two young ladies doing stand-up and of how they deal with their relationships. Yeah. The episode, and one was trying to put off a boyfriend and without trying to break up with him. That was Kate's character, or Kate was doing that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ricky was trying to hook up with another stand-up comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I mean, like I said, from the first episode you gathered, this is going to be... The shtick, right? The, the shenanigans that go on with them and... It's, very, it's very... Again, you haven't seen it, so I don't want to harp on about it. But, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm aware I've mentioned it in the real world off-podcast a couple of times now, but not on the podcast, but it's very, very, very similar to The Flight of the Concords. If anyone's seen The Flight of the Concords and is a fan of that, definitely, definitely, definitely give this a go. Um, or even The Mighty Boosh, which is an English show that that is... Um, people are over here as well, but... That is the, the same aspect. Both the Mighty Boosh, who are British comedy music duo, right, and uh, Flight of the Concords, who are New Zealand comedy music duo, right, both came up at about the same time. Okay, um, and very much, I'm sure, one hundred percent sure that these two Garfield and Hans would not exist if it were not for yeah, 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 the other two having been around, um, <coughs> especially with them being on. Because I believe IFC used to show the flight of the Concord. Yes, and it's yeah. a very similar setup. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's but by by saying that it's not a rehash. It's not a rehash. No, it's right. very original, but it's yes. just a very similar vein. Yes. If you, so if you like that, definitely give it a shot. And and, and um, quite frankly, the the uh, um, the show was good. It was fast paced. It was interesting. Yeah. It was very funny. It was. Like the material was really very funny. The girls were excellent in it. Yeah. Um, the supporting cast was pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They had uh, I forget the actor's name now, but I told you uh, he was the really stone guy in Super Troopers, who's married to Christina Hendricks, and he was like, he Yeah, was I didn't like, know that. You told me that. The, yes. The guy who's in the back of the car in Super Troopers. Yes. High and then they take him back to the station. Yes. That dude he was in it very briefly at the beginning. Yes. You told me he's married to Christina Hendricks. He's married to Christina Hendricks. Which is unbelievable. Very shocking to me. Because <laughs> this guy, if you don't know who I'm talking about, this is a bug eyed kind of weirdo. I mean, I don't know him, but that's the wrong place. As <laughs> if I was a casting director, I'd be like, oh, so this guy's the bug eyed weirdo. <laughs> yes. This uh, kooky's a bit like, oh, oh. But you know, and hey. Christina Hendricks again. If you don't know who I'm talking about, there. I mean, just think, Jessica Rabbit, kind of. Pretty much. But like, va va boom. Real woman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big fan of Christina Hendricks. I can't talk too much about it, just in case my wife listens. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story about that. I met a lady actually in one of my classes who's friends with um, the progressive woman. Uh, what's the character's name again? From Progressive Insurance? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know who you're referring to, but I don't know. I, I, I want to say Pam, but it's not Pam. And I couldn't remember the other day, and I saw it, and I saw her name. I can't believe I can't remember her name because she's been on TV for so long. But supposedly, in Mad Men, mm-hmm. she lost out the role that Christina Hendricks got. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit of uh, uh, background info there. 
There should be more Christian Hendricks and everything. As far there, as yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. Kudos to to uh, um, um, Firefly on the TV show for having her on in like two episodes. Oh, they did. Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I didn't watch the first episode of Firefly. Oh, that's right. You said you weren't a particular fan of that. Didn't um, you? Yeah, I might give it another go. I think the problem with Firefly is that I didn't watch it at the time. Um, and it, it's one of those shows where by the time I got around to watching it, it had already become such a huge cult hit, uh-huh. big cult following, that I guess I had all this weight of expectation. So that when I watched it... Um, it didn't quite live up to I guess it thinking. didn't live up to... And, and I'm a big fan of Joss Whedon. I like yes. stuff. I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer when it was on TV. Uh-huh. I watched every episode of that. I watched everything he's done pretty much. Um, big fan. So I, so I tried it and... Um, I like Nathan Fillion, and I think it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just. It, it's. I started watching it because they had it on Netflix. Yeah. And I didn't really get hooked into it until like episode three, I think. I think it was episode three, and then it was just like, "There's no way I'm not watching this." Mm. And then actually, because I think they only ended up doing thirteen episodes or something like that, because Fox decided to cancel it. And I remember, like, they, like what, you know, I'm flicking through, there's no more episodes, and cursing up a storm, and thinking, yeah. I can't believe the real, you know, Housewives of Waste of Skin here <laughs> keeps is on the TV for 15 years, but, you know, a really fun Western sci-fi movie, uh, uh, a TV show, only gets 16 episodes. And, I mean... Although I did see the movie, but, because they then... They brought it back for a movie. Yes, because of the because of the outcry. Because of the outcry, and I actually did see. I saw the movie before I saw the TV show, uh, and before I knew what was going on. Uh, and again, I watched about half an hour of the movie. Uh-huh. Didn't really know what was going on. Yes. And then I think that set up for me everything, and also because the movie a little bit high budget, it was a little bit of a different aesthetic. Yes. It was designed for people who watched the TV show. Yes. Who were like, oh great, it's like the TV show, but they've got a bigger budget. Yes. Like, it's a full movie. Well, I mean, if you, I'm assuming Whedon most likely wrote the movie too. Yes. He and, and he did just a fabulous job of tying everything up. And I mean, not that I'm just like so privy to how his mind works or anything, but I remember when the first, the... Um, what are the, there were the Reavers, I think. There's like basically the space mutants that go and like kill and eat people. And I was like, oh, that's a government experiment. There's no way that's not a government experiment, you know. Uh-huh. And then like when they tied it up, wrapped it up, oh, it was a government experiment. And I was sitting there going like, I knew it, son of a bitch. Yes, <laughs> government experiment. But, you know, because when all else fails, government experiment. Oh, yeah. Because why not? Oh, why not? <laughs> and you look at the government now, like, I... I <laughs> I'm not, I, I hate to imagine the experiments they're having. <laughs> if there was ever an administration that was going to end up with reaver mutant creatures as a byproduct, <laughs> then it would be this one. Yeah, especially when they signed away all the um, uh, uh, environmental legislation. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Good job, Sparky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, these reavers will be born in like the swamps of Louisiana where yeah. they start dumping the toxic waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like <laughs> shortly after Korea bomb drops a bomb on them. <laughs> It's like, 
Somebody rent him Aaron Brockovich, please. It's just like, go watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, we've just lost all the, the Trump supporters. Damn. We, we did. We did lose all Oh, we're marginalizing ourselves. <laughs> we are. <laughs> That's all right. But the TV show, the, the, uh, Garfunkel and Oates, really good. They had a couple of really fun songs that the ladies wrote, I'm guessing, yes. that they sing as comedy bits, and they were very, very funny. Hmm. And like I said, it, it went so fast that I was just actually surprised that it was like 20, 20 minutes past. I was like, oh, what, this, wow. Because it was almost like one of those uh, uh, bits that you see online with uh, uh, college humor or BuzzFeed or something, you know, when they yeah. do sketches. It was almost like those because it's like really funny and it kind of catches you. And it's a four minute bit, but this yeah. is like 21 minutes. And so, I, I, ben, I mean, the fact that I got Ben Kingsley. As the first guest star in the first episode. Yeah. That was... I don't know how they did that. That was Mondo impressive. I don't know that how was they Mondo did that. Impressive. But, I mean... Oh, to be fair, I do remember him popping up in an episode of Entourage. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never I watched Entourage. That. I remember <laughs> I never watched Entourage. But, I mean... I'm always a big fan when these, like, big, iconic celebrities in particular... Yeah. ...have no problems just making fun of themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's like, um... When Patrick Stewart, did you ever watch American Dad? Yes. And Patrick Stewart was on there basically as the oh, CIA yeah. director. It's like I love hot chicks. It's just like Patrick Stewart, or even the uh, the Strongbow commercials that he does. We got some British guy here to do the commercials for us. Some British guy? I'll have you know, I've won in the commercial. Goes Strongbow, and they just kind of cut him off. <laughs> so I, I'm always a big fan when a, a big celebrity is just more than happy to. A pure fool. It's just like, okay. They don't take themselves serious. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Relax. Take it easy. That's true. And it's Ben Kingsley, especially, because he's he's quite well known for... At least he was quite well known. I, I think he's kind of sunk that, that kind of aspersion now. But at the time, that he was one of the people that... Um, I can't remember where the story even came from. Whereby he was one of the few artist, um, artists who were knights. Sirs. Yes. Who were knighted. Who formally and informally use the title of sir like informally as well as formally it's one of those kind of yeah we expect it of the old-fashioned the the lords and yes. the people of industry or whatever else but it was one of those stories that came out and you know it's probably someone that did a film or i've forgotten where i first heard about it but it certainly became a thing the idea that sir ben was known as sir ben <laughs> and he was introduced to sir ben and would like to be Referred to as Sir, Sir Ben. ben. <laughs> well, I think that they kind of pointed and it they out. And they did, they did point it out in there. And he, yeah. I've seen him do that in a couple of different shows now. So I imagine that um, it's probably not the case. But. <laughs> because even I loved him, even though I thought it was, it was an okay movie in terms of the various superhero movies. Oh, uh, Iron Man 3, when he yeah. was the uh, Mandarin. And they have or him. was he? Or was he, Right. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Iron Man 3, turn off the podcast right now because I'm going to spoil it for you. But, um... <laughs> Great. Yeah. Trump's support is gone. People who haven't seen Iron Man 3 are gone. <laughs> who uh, else are you going <laughs> to... Okay. People that love kids, screw you. <laughs> Canadians, turn off. Canadians, turn off right now. You and your toques. <laughs> eh? But, um... When he was like... When he was in the... Hello, Trevor, Trevor Slattery. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. And he drinks a beer and the goal. And I think actually Chelsea was playing in the background. Yeah. And they score a goal. And he's like, oh. That, that played very well in England. That, 
there was references in a lot of Americans with the got the idea that he said would he there's something about that he played Hamlet in Croydon or something something he was from Croydon or did something in Croydon which is hilarious because someone's from England Croydon is like <laughs> Croydon is such a uh, it's not the most wonderful place it's hilarious that he's from Croydon um, well I love the fact that um, speaking of that uh, and things you're not aware of I watched um, when it was on on Netflix Torchwood uh-huh. which is a spin off of uh, Doctor Who mm. I don't know if you ever watched Torchwood um I didn't watch it. Uh, I, well, I watched a bunch of it, but not actively. It was it was a very in England. It was a very big, big cult thing. Oh, was very it? popular? Okay. Um, so so big. Torchwood was basically England's Firefly. Yeah, it was a big BBC thing. I mean, Doctor Who was big. Torchwood was very big. And well, yeah, Doctor Who. People loved it. And um, what's his name from Torchwood? The guy plays Captain Jack. Yes, Harkness. Got his name. He he was in everything. After that show hit, uh-huh. he was on everything. In was he? Every talk show, every everything. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I mean he's a TV presenter now, based in England. Really? And he doesn't. Well, not full time, but he mm-hmm. does. He went through a period where he, he presented a lot of TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hosted a lot of things. John Barrowman. Yes, um, John Irwin. He yes. started off as a musical theatre performer. He's a yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. been in a lot of musicals. I've seen him for, uh, recently on a lot of stuff on TV and movies in the US too. Yes, he was, he was in one of the Avenger films or something recently I saw him in. He popped up for a very small role. Yes, for a very small role. You're right. It was like, I, I, I think I, it was Civil War. He popped up and he was just a guy who worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. I like was? So, yes, yes, yes. Very strange. Which, I mean, you, you, oh no, that's what I see him. He's, uh, uh, he plays, uh, uh, um, on Arrow. He oh, plays his Arrow. sister's father. Oh. Malcolm, whatever, who, like, tries that. to, yes, he's on those shows, and, but, I mean, you can't, he's a good-looking guy. And I remember when I watched the first episode of, uh, uh, uh Torchwood. Yeah. It was going on, and. It's raining in the episode, and he, you see him standing up, you know, typical London rain, that whole thing. They're investigating something, and he sticks his tongue out, and the rain hits his tongue. He says, you can taste it, the estrogen in the rain. And I was just like, all right, because a lot of times when I watch BBC shows, I'm like, you know, a lot of the English actors are really as bad at American accents as I imagine American accents are at English accents. Uh-huh. American actors are at English accents because nobody in America would ever say estrogen. Yeah, you know, it was just like one of those things, and then later I found out. Well, actually, he was Canadian, but he was born in England, and then lived in Scotland, and then moved to Canada. Or it, it was like he, you know, throughout his life, he's been back and forth across the pond. Yeah, he's. Um, but he's. I think he's actually Canadian. I thought. Yeah, uh, he is. Are you looking it up? I, well, to my knowledge, he's Scottish. And he then moved to yeah he's Scottish yeah, he's, yeah that's oh, okay what yeah he's Scottish he's Glaswegian oh he's from Glasgow he's he's a, he's hey, a yeah, bloke he's he's he's, from Glasgow he is he's, hey. uh, he's a real school from Glasgow he um, he was born in, uh, born in <laughs> Glasgow him and Oliver Wood yeah like when I forget the actor's name who did and I saw an interview he's like. I don't know what the big deal is about. I'm just a bloke from Glasgow. Yeah. And she's like, all right, what? You're just a bloke from Glasgow. Anyway. But he was, yeah, he's Scottish and he, I mean, he told the story a lot. At the point that he was on every TV show and every chat show, he told the story every now and again. He was, because it blew people's minds in England when they realised he was one of them who was British. Like, oh, <laughs> American accent. But he's, he's Scottish. He was born in Scotland uh, when he was, uh, I think, late, like, I guess pre-teens age moved mm. to Chicago was raised in Chicago 
but that he was uh, uh, he was bullied for his accent when he first got there. Ah. Uh, and so he switched it. Like many people, there's a lot of people. Yes. Gillian Anderson is one of those people. Um, Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson. Is she English? Yeah, she's English. You're kidding? No, she's English. She she's there. I, I and I thought like because she's on TV and no. what's the show now? That's a big hit. She's part uh, of. I don't even know. And I was just like, oh, she does a really good English accent, yeah, I suppose. She's English well, American. She's, um, uh, and who's the other one? Um, who's from Sex and the City? Um, oh, yeah, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Yeah, so those three are the most famous examples I know of who were are from England. Yes. Had an English accent, came to America, felt marginalized because their accent or bullied in some situations, and then learned to change their accent. And now all three of them actually switch their accents depending on who they're talking to and which country they're in. I, I think really? I think Kim Control, I remember, doesn't switch her accent, but she can change it. Because she's from Liverpool, which is a very strong accent. Right, so right, she right. switches. However, oh, I, I think Kim Control like, came to the US as a kid. Well uh yeah, she did. She okay. she did. Um and then she went back to England to train as an actor later on. But she um mm-hmm. John Barrowman only switches, I mean, he can switch whenever, but he switches when he's with family. I remember he said that. Ah. Because he doesn't switch when he's in England. He's from Scotland, so he's a Scottish accent. No. So he doesn't just switch. So, but when he's with his family, he speaks like that. It's really yeah. strange. And then, we're like, professionally, he speaks American. He's got the American accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a professional accent and, like, a home accent. And Gillian Anderson, <laughs> on the other hand, she just switches depending on who she's talking to. Right. Like, you can watch interviews with her. Like, when she's doing uh, the rounds for a TV show and film, yeah. the same thing, depending on who's interviewing, she'll switch her accent. Yeah, yeah, She'll be yeah. English accent and American accent. Yeah, yeah. American. Uh, which is very weird. You know but who... yeah, he's in that situation. You know who I've seen do that? Charlize Theron. Oh, uh, yeah. Madonna did it for a while. I think she still does. If you see Madonna talk to anyone from England, she goes into an English accent. Why? Well, she lived in England for, like, I know, I know. Yeah, but she's from Michigan. I know, but it was, it was, it was a big <laughs> thing in England where we kind of adopted her. Uh, and everyone loved oh, her. Oh, with Guy Ritchie. Yeah, uh, and, and we adopted her and they loved her when she got her English accent. I guess from, like, the late 90s to, mm-hmm. I guess, um, only a handful of years ago, she lived in, in mm-hmm. England. And I, some people, it's some people are. Hers, no? Uh, I think she has a residence in England, but I'm pretty sure she lives full time in New York now, or most of the time in New York. Mm. Certainly, used to. I think her kids are mostly grown up, with exception of her one kid. I think lives with Guy Ritchie still. Yes. Um, wait, does she Rock have one or two kids with Guy Ritchie? Just one. Just one. But her other kids, kid Lordes, and I'm trying to think the other Lord, one. I think yeah. it's just Lords and then Rocco. But Lord is, grew up yeah, with Guy Ritchie in England as well. She lived there because she was very young. Yeah. Grew up there. And then when they split up, she moved back to America with Madonna and Rocco stayed with his dad in England. Right, right, right. Which is an odd way to do it, splitting up with kids like that. But Yeah. Well, yeah. well I remember when that happened, they, they split up. And I remember like uh, whether this was allegedly... Um, the guy Richie said she was weird because when they had sex, she would play her music in the background when they would have sex. <laughs> and it's just like, it's one of those things like, okay, this might just be, you know, uh, 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 what you call it, uh, a tabloid fodder and, and uh-huh. whatever else. But, you know, at the same time, you can't help but things like, oh, maybe that's uh, true. How but that's one of those funny weird, weird things where like, it sounds weird. 
in the very premise, it sounds ridiculous. Uh-huh. However, it's kind of pseudo-sexist because, without realising it, because if you think the other way, you think of like male icons of her size. Yes. Barry White. Imagine Barry, the idea of Barry White having sex to Barry White music <laughs> is not ridiculous. <laughs> it's really cool. It or is Tom kind of Jones cool. or is Elvis. Cool. This is true. This it's is cool. True. It's not weird. It's like, of course they do. Well, or Frank Sinatra. <laughs> it's, of course they do. Because that's who's, who they are. That's but true. Madonna does it and it's like, ooh, that's weird. Why'd she do that? Weirdo. Well, you know what? Yes, that's a very excellent point. And quite frankly, that sex album had a bunch of good songs to <laughs> have sex to. So, yeah. you know what? I changed my mind. Why not? Yeah, Thank why you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for expanding this old fart's mind. Obviously, Gary, she had never had sex with Barry White. <laughs> or allegedly. Yeah. Or else he'd be used to it. He had not experienced the walrus of love. <laughs> Who used to be a roofer, believe it or not? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? No, Barry White used to be a roofer before he gave. Say things. what you want about Barry White's roofs, but <laughs> they were strong. <laughs> they were reinforced for any weather. <laughs> they would have to be. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yep, so. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I, I, but I, th- I think I've told you the story before, like with the, with the celebrities and. Odd things, and it's one of those things. It's a perspective thing, right? Do you want everybody in your business or not? And I think I told you this when when I worked on the background mm. set. One of the celebrities didn't want anybody to look at said celebrity, mm. and everybody had to kind of walk around and walk go the long way around the soundstage to get back to holding, just so said celebrity wouldn't be offended by anybody's eyesight. And yeah. You know, it's like at the same time you're just like, really? Is aren't we just all people? But you know, you never know. Maybe there was a stalker. There maybe there was some freakazoid that you know came and jumped on said celebrity or whatever. But there's, you know, I, that's one of those. Again, that's another one of. Um, if you didn't listen to the past episode, both me and Tomo are actors. So yes. we, we, we we different experience with these things. Tomo's got a lot more than I have when it comes to extra work. Or, um, yes. TV and film work, a more theatrical background. Um, but that's one of those things where I bet you, anytime, if anyone's ever heard any seemingly strange story about someone, especially in the TV and film world, acting world, right? and it sounds strange, you're like, isn't this weird, this weird piece of behaviour that happened, or wasn't it odd that they behaved in this way? Chances are that the origin of it, mm-hmm. of, of why this came to be the story, is something very innocuous um, that then became yes. a bigger thing. It seemed bigger because of the way you're looking at it, the yes. perspective you're looking at it. But if you look at it from their perspective, it's different. So in this scenario, we're in a TV show where, you know, the people... I mean, this isn't the actor that's saying, that's saying um, like, oh, I don't want you to look at me. This is some PA, someone that's saying, don't look at them, don't get in their eye line because they don't like it. Right. So, and, and of course that sounds weird to you. This is some sure. third person, third party telling you not to look at this other person. Mm-hmm. However, I can see from their perspective, if every day, every, you know, when they're in the normal, the quote normal outside world, they're getting people come up to them, you know, unsolicited, asking for photos, talking yes. to them like they know them, yes. blah, blah, blah. And that's very disconcerting. It is. The idea, and there's someone that I'm by no means, I'm not famous at all. How, however, I'm an awkward person, 
and even in, when I've been in shows yes. in theatre, I I get very awkward when people come up to me afterwards who are in the audience and want to talk to me or congratulate me or say that was good or anything. I get very uncomfortable, right? And I come off as looking like I don't Weirdo. care, right? Right, like, right? I don't want them near me. <laughs> um, True. And 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 if I was famous or if people knew about me, it would easily get out that oh, I'm a dick. I don't like people. Yes. Because it's, it's awkward. And I don't. I don't know what to say to it. So in this scenario, I reckon this actor was in a situation like I guess every day. I'm at work. If the if the extras who came in would all behave like professionals like you would right so you would I'm sure you would of course behave like a professional right but there's a lot of people that probably don't no. a lot of people are there I can exactly tell you the reason that they want <laughs> they want to meet the famous people they want money take a picture with famous. them yeah, yeah, yeah. Take so if everyone was professional then I'm sure that they would be they wouldn't worry about it but I bet yeah. it's happened among applications in the past where Probably. It's, it's made them feel uncomfortable in their own workplace. Yes. Their own day-to-day job where yes. they're supposed to feel as relaxed as possible. Right. Especially in the, when you, it's a show where it's being filmed. Yes. pressures and you need to be on the ball. and you can't. It's, it's, if you're feeling uncomfortable in your own job yes. where you're expected to perform and make your living. Yes. Yes. If in any other situation where you're in an mm. office and there was these people that kept bothering you and it was disturbing you, would like, you'd make them leave. Yeah. Yeah. So I can totally see that the, the view of that is like, right. Yes. I, we just want to not have to put them through any, make them feel worse on the spot. They yeah. want to feel normal. In yes. scenario, they want to feel like, well, I, I'm always, a, I'm always a big fan of, um, what, what was it? Um, who was it back in the day? I think he was. I think it was Bo Jackson. Now I don't know if you know the name. You might be a bit young, but Bo Jackson was a famous uh, football player and baseball player. He played NFL and pro baseball at the same time. So he was like, you know, the marketing god basically, because they can uh, book him for two sports and everything. And the story came out that um, he's very unpleasant to fans outside of the arena, and. Uh, and his explanation was, it's like, listen, at the stadium, at the baseball field, in batting practice, that's my job. I will stop and I will sign autographs until there's nobody left to sign. When I'm in a restaurant with my wife, I'm having dinner with my wife. Yeah. It's not my time to shine. It's mm-hmm. my time to relax. And I totally get that. And that's why I've always been, even when I run, run into a celebrity... Unless they're initiating contact with me for whatever reason, I'm not going to be that, that guy that says like, hey, can I take a picture with you? No. At, at best, what I'm going to say, I actually um, ran into Tracy Morgan at the supermarket here oh, wow. late one night in, in Bergenfield. It was still a pack mark then. And, I walk, and I'm walking down the, the aisle and I look up and all of a sudden, you know, because it takes you a second to register because it's just so out of place. And um, I think 30 Rock had just finished. Yeah, and I'm like Tracy Morgan, and I see him, and I don't want to make a scene now because he's obviously just trying to get some shopping done. So I just like look at him and I kind of give him a salute, and he just kind of nods at me politely and like gives me a big smile, and and that's it. It's like I'm not gonna hassle you and start, you know, because like like you said, from my perspective, that would be just so like, oh, thank you, I appreciate it, but can I leave now because. I'm not working on promoting the movie right now. I'm just yeah. trying to get some stuff done. Oh, it's disconcerting. Yeah. For me, if that happens to me, it, I, I could not... 
Oh, I can't even imagine. I hate. I would hate the idea of becoming a celebrity. Well, well, just wait after this podcast blows up. Oh no! (laughs) Luckily, they'll only know me by voice. (laughs) I'll just have to put on accents in public. You can start practicing right now. Yeah. Maybe you can pretend you're from Glasgow too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But that would. Yeah. (gasps) You mistake me. I'm Billy Connolly. (laughs) I would have to leave if. If somebody, if I thought that someone knew who I was somewhere, like, and this is, we've actually discussed this before, and it's the way I, the way I think about it, and, and anybody that, and I bet other people haven't thought about it this way, because the way I think about things is very odd, but <laughs> we think it's strange with paparazzi, or people say, oh, you wanted to be famous, or oh, you wanted that, like, why are you giving it, blah, 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 like you said, when you're doing your job, you're doing your job, right. so that's what you get at the right. time. They go to movie premieres. They're doing their job. Yes. They get award ceremonies. They're doing their job. They go on a TV show. They're doing their job. Yes. You know that's the part of the job. Personal life is not their job. But the idea of someone knowing who you are and they're a complete stranger to you. Yes. You have no idea who they are. It's spooky. It's incredibly creepy. Yeah. That feeling of if I was to say to a stranger, just a random person, I said, "How would you feel if every time you were in public, you?" You know that feeling when you think someone's watching you <laughs> and you don't, but there isn't, yes. but you think there is, and that unnerving feeling? Imagine yeah. having that oh. every single time you're outside, but it's not fake, it's real. And, and I mean, even with my limited exposure, and I'm sure with your exposure, because you've seen a lot of actors <laughs> at this point, what most people don't realize, actors are generally very insecure people. Mm. Like, I, oh... Not a rule, but a lot of actors are very insecure people. And, that's, it, and I guess I shouldn't make a, a sweeping generalization. People in general are very insecure people. Mm. So you will, usually the most liked celebrities, I think, and, and this could be way off base, but I think most liked celebrities are people that are just people, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody who's just like uber friendly and just... Tom you know, Hanks, he's the king of that. Right, like walk up to people, hey, can I take a picture in your wedding? What, Tom Hanks? Yeah, take a picture in my wedding. But you know, like, I'm never that guy. I'm never that guy that wants to walk up to somebody, hey, my name is Tomo, and... Yeah. Uh, well, that's the hilarity of that. Tom Hanks, we love Tom Hanks. Yes. As a celebrity actor, because he behaves like that. Yes. In, no- in normal life, if he wasn't famous, <laughs> if I met Tom Hanks and he was a dude, I'm hating this guy. <laughs> right. Who who brought that creep Tom to this party again? Right. This guy is such. Oh my god, he's so weird. He's so he keeps interjecting in conversations. He's so smiling and happy. He has nothing negative to say. Yes. And he goes along with everything like it's <laughs> like he's your best friend. Yes. This guy's a psychopath. Yeah, he's got a pound of Adderall in his pocket. <laughs> he's just, uh, by the way, Mr. Hanks, if you want to come and visit for the show, we'll take you any time. <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's, it's one of those things that, what was it? Um, somebody was talking about, oh, uh, uh, Patrick Ewing used to live in the area. Famous New York oh, yeah. City Nick Center, Patrick Ewing. And somebody was saying... Star of Space Jam. Yeah. Well, one of the stars of Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Not the to... star. <laughs> I was about to pull you up on your Britishness right there and there. <laughs> oh yes, he's the basketball boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's the basketball boy. But um, somebody said they saw him. There used to be a Burger King up in Fort Lee. 
and they saw him there, and, oh, my old boss was saying that to me. Yeah, somebody went for an autograph, and he was basically rude to them, told them, fuck off, you know, that kind of... Like, yeah, because he was probably there with his kids, and he just wanted to get some Burger King and get the hell out of there, and not have, you know, all yeah. of a sudden 80,000 people surround him, and he's going to eat cold Burger King french fries when he gets yeah. home. I mean... That's, it's terrifying, and especially when you have kids and a family. Yeah. Because I think you are always aware that there's people always watching you, and yes. you're famous. And your spouse will, or any friends will get used to it. However, kids aren't, don't think like that. They're no. not aware. No. So the idea of you being out with your kids, and your kids aren't aware that everybody's looking. Right. Or if, or if they see them looking, they just think that's what people do. Yes. They just look at you. Yes. Whatever. But the idea as a parent, yeah. to think that wherever you go, strangers are going to be looking at your kids, well, is terrifying. Well, absolutely. Well, not only that. I mean, it's like the whole tabloid thing when they would just make up stories. And famously, years ago, I think this is in the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. Um, Tom Selleck uh, of National Enquirer, one of the tabloids here, were kept on insisting that he's gay. Hmm. You know, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but the, he he start, he went and sued them. And they were like, well, why are you... He's just like, you know what? When they're talking about me, yeah. t- Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Selleck, me, just me, that's my job. I chose this profession. Mm-hmm. I chose to put myself in the limelight. They can talk about me, about like what kind of a person I am, this, that, the other thing, all they want. But when they say something that affects my family, mm-hmm. that's a no-go. And he sued them, and I believe he won. They retracted the story and the whole thing. But I'm just like, yeah. It's like, you, yeah. it's that job thing, right? As part of his job, you want to call him a prick, and he's a prima donna on set like a... Um, uh, 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 Batman, when you hear like the, the, the recordings uh, Oh, Christian Bale <laughs> Christian Bale, yeah, when you hear him like freak out on, on tape or whatever yeah. It's like, oh, he's a real prima donna, he's a prick or whatever It's like, okay, maybe he had a fight with his wife that day I mean, <laughs> you don't know, but somebody yeah. recorded it and he lost his mind on somebody And I've lost my mind before, you know, at work And, and just inadvertently because all of a sudden you snap and you had enough yeah. So, But like you said Oh, now we got it on tape, and the rest of the world thinks forever that you're that guy. Yeah. And yeah, they're always going to think that. And you know what? But, you know, again, this happened at work. You put yourself in the limelight. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. What was it? My old boss, he was, uh, he had lots of great points. Good, good observer of nature. Um, of the nature of people, I should say. And he would say, it's like, whenever these celebrities get bent out of shape about the paparazzi following them, it's like, you don't have to be there where the paparazzi are. Yeah. You've got tons of money. Yeah. And, it says, and when you're saying you just want to be left alone, I, I, I call bullshit. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at famously Michael J. Fox. He got married, moved to Connecticut, had kids there. Yeah. Still did shows afterwards, but you never heard of him being on Sunset Boulevard. You never heard of him being like in a Vegas club somewhere. Uh-huh. You know, all of these celebrities. Harrison Ford. He had a 500-acre ranch in Wyoming or something like that. Mm. It was like He had an apartment in the city. He probably has a house in L.A., but you don't hear about him, like, wiling because he doesn't care for it. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, even famously, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, what did they do? They got married, bought a ranch somewhere out in Idaho, raised their kids there, and then when their kids were old enough, it's like, oh, you want to go to Hollywood? Yeah, go, go ahead. You know, they got divorced and all that, but mm. the, the point, main point being, if you don't want the limelight, move. Yeah. And I mean, for, for, and it's always funny. You always know the celebrities that don't want much of the limelight because most of them live in New York City or Chicago mm-hmm. or someplace where 
people really don't care that you're a celebrity and there really isn't that much paparazzi. I mean, if you're in a club at an event, yeah, there's people going to be, you know, to be fair to photographers, these people are trying to like take pictures because that's how they make their money, you know. But at the same time, if you don't want any part of this, leave. You don't have to be there. Yeah. You know, you have to do your press junkets for a movie that came out or for a Broadway show that you're in or some other project that you're doing. Great. Mm. But otherwise, do you have to be there? No. Yeah, I, I, that's true. That, that's definitely true, that especially if you complain about it. You don't have to be in LA. But no. I know people as well that, that, that it's the opposite. They kind of feel that they would rather be in LA than anywhere else because it's so much a part of the town that there's so much fodder there yeah. that they kind of slip through the cracks. Uh, so, like, I know I'm not going to end up in the paper or right, right, right. because there's so much more interesting people walking around doing more interesting things. I've heard that. I've heard people say, the reason I'm in LA is because, you know what, when I was in New York, I'm from New York, uh, and I love New York, but then I'd go back after, you know, people know who I was yeah. and i get people stopped in the street and be like, oh, hey, and, you know, and they weren't... And, that kind of threw me off a bit, but then I go to LA and like no one stops to think anything because every other person who walks by is an actor. So they're like, right, right, right. I can kind of walk around. No one cares about me. I mean, obviously, if you become hugely famous, then yeah, you move. But if you're in that weird thing where like it's convenient for me to live here because all the work is here, and also there's so many famous people living there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So there is a period, there's this weird. Yes. So I personally know people who have moved to LA. Actors who were in England, right, 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 started making names themselves, and they've gone to LA for the same reason I just said. All the work is there. Yes, they can go there, live a great life. Everything's there, and they don't get bothered because people don't care who they are. Right, but, but I bet once they get to a certain degree, yeah, that's was when there they leave a bloom. Yeah, that's when they leave again. <laughs> yeah. unless they crave it. Yeah, unless they crave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Because effectively, it's like performing. It's like being on stage, isn't it? Yeah, so for absolutely. A lot of people, absolutely. They absolutely. get addicted to that performance, yes, as well as the performance they give. And then there's the dichotomy where they get caught between the performance of themselves and the characters they're performing. And where's the character start and end? Right. And where's the performance start and end? And that's that's when people have to start taking drugs and drinking yeah, to escape yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you get all these problems. It's a very, conf- you know, it's a real mindfuck being it, an actor, a famous actor, absolutely. because of that. Yes, absolutely. Unless you have somebody to ground you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it, it, it's it's not a coincidence that uh, 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 kid stars, a lot of kid stars don't make it to adulthood with their with their yeah. careers intact. Of course, yeah. I mean, it, you know, you you have you have the notable of exceptions, but for each one of those exceptions. Think of all the other kids that were on the shows with them yeah. and what's happened to them. Now, a lot of times what happens is as kids, they realize like, yeah, this isn't for me. And they go on and do and have successful lives doing whatever else they're doing. But, you know, yeah, it's 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 just one of those. Yeah, it's just one of those human age things. Man, this is a deep show, isn't it? It is deep. We, we, we did, we actually watched a bloody comedy and we got all deep here. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we would never go this deep after Club the Quervos. So. No, no. I think that's maybe the thing we need to take away from this is like, Garfunkel Lynch was actually so good yes. that I feel like we ran out of material to riff off. Uh, because True. It was so good. It was. It, it was so well polished. There's it, not so much to dissect. No. Club the Quervos, there was so much to get into on that. that the Quervos was, stop, don't talk bad about the Quervos. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it was yeah. 20 minutes of like the, you know, the an hour and 20 minute episode or whatever it was. <laughs> I feel like there was still three quarters I'm, left. I'm sure we could have mined that for a lot more. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. That's, that's an excellent point. Garfunkel and Oates <laughs> is a really well polished show. Very <laughs> yeah. funny, very catchy, sucks you in right away, quick paced. And 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 the ladies are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I re- very very recommend. Yes, absolutely. If if you're looking for a new fun show to watch, yeah, we highly recommend Garfunkel and Oates. And if you're in Bergen County and looking for good Indian food, that's very reasonably priced. Go check out the Grand Indian. Yeah, very good. I was um, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Pleasantly yes. Surprised. Very yeah. tasty. Very super tasty. And of course, elementary. I. Cannot say enough good things about that place oh, and their beers, place. especially if you if you can physically go if you're yes. within the area. It's a really great place to to, to to chill. Oh, it's a really relaxed atmosphere. Absolutely, yeah. You know, people, strangers will chat to you, and you won't feel awkward about it. No, and I usually hate that. But yes, the last time we were there, we started chatting to this guy and had a very organic conversation. Absolutely, it was fantastic. Because the sort of people that it attracts there yes. are interesting, nice people. Yes, yes. <laughs> you don't yes. get dicks there. No, no, no. I haven't. S- Although last time oh, I went oh, to pick oh, up some. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although last time I went to pick up some beer, there was just like a whole pack of like hipsters there, and I just kind of um, was like, ah, let me finish my pint and take my beers and go home right now <laughs> because oh, this no. does not bode well. Oh, so in case we were wondering what other group we're going to alienate, screw you hipsters. Oh, screw you hipsters. <laughs> when will this segregation start? Come on. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, on that note, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I guess we'll conclude uh, episode two of the podcast. Yeah. We are actually, believe it or not, 57 minutes in. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tight little, feels like a good amount of time. I think so. I think so. And I think we will attempt to um, find some shows that will have more material to riff off on. Yeah, I think we're going to try and do a different genre every time. Yes, yes. We have a whole list of genres. We're going to go through the list of the uh, Netflix genre. So we might even have some documentaries and you might be educated. And I'm looking forward to horror. I, I feel like we should do like... I'm looking forward to getting into watch stupid horror. Uh, okay. I was thinking this earlier. Maybe even watch a full-length movie. Okay. Just because there's so many... Crazy, ridiculous, terrible-looking things on Netflix, okay. like movies, like cheap, like you know, like but crazy Christmas themed horror films. And I, stuff like you so. know what? You're right, but I have to say, compared stuff. to what used to be on Netflix, like mm. eight, nine years ago, yeah, it's like it's like the Library of Congress now compared to oh, you know yeah. some old peddler's <laughs> book cart on the beach. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there. I think we should do a special at some point soon where we watch a film. Maybe like every few episodes we watch a whole film, like a Sharknado or something, and then yes. dissect that because you get plenty of material. That's like that. I, I I think that's a good idea, and and maybe even like do a bottle of wine while we're doing that, and just oh yeah yeah no I like good idea I like the idea that I like that, and we'll we'll review the wine, and again we'll do the food because that's what we like to do yeah drink and eat and chat. That's a fancy posh episode. Oh. That's what we'll call it, the Fancy Posh episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be like the season close of the Fancy Posh episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll wear our tuxes, top hats. <laughs> that, would, oh, that would be fantastic. We'd totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode two of What's Going On Here. And like we said, to summarize again, 
Garfunkel and Oates, what's going on? Great show. Catch it. It's really good. Grand Indian Restaurant in Bergenfield. Really good food, reasonably priced. And Vindication IPA from the elementary. Yeah. Get it while they still have it, man. It's fantastic beer. All right. Good night, folks. See ya.